The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. You're listening to Talk with Renee Dallow, episode 144. Talk about money and mindset with Braden Drake. Braden Drake is your gay best friend, and he's here to help you bake up more profit while protecting it with solid legal, tax, and financial strategies. He is the creator of Profit RX. He is the author of Unfuck Your Biz. And he's one of my business besties. So if you ever wanted to know what it's like being friends with me in real life, this episode pretty much covers it. We start talking about the updates to Braden's new book, but we really talked about money mindset. And it's such a fun and important episode. So go grab your coffee, grab your tea, and talk it out with Braden and me. Welcome to Talk with Renee Dallow, biz chat for wedding pros and creatives. Tune in every week for no BS real talk from industry experts that want to help you thrive in your business and your life. Here's your host, event planner, educator, and sushi addict, Renee Dallow. Grab a glass and get ready to talk it out. Hello, hello, friends. Welcome to this week's episode of Talk with Renee Dallow. I have had caffeine and I am here and I am ready with my good friend, Brayden Drake. Brayden! How are you? I'm good, Renee. I am on the coffee number three. Just went to Starbucks. Got, got my venti. Probably over caffeinated, but you know, it'll be good. It'll be a good vibe for the two of us. I love it. Did you know that you are the most guested person on my show? Is that a word? Is that a way to say that? I you have been so. a guest the most times on my show. Why? Well, and you know, I just invite myself on whenever I want to come. So <laughs> that's not completely inaccurate you know at this point at this point (laughs) renee i you should not be surprised if you're just going to email from me in like two months asking if i can just become the co-host well i've had a co-host before on a different show i like having a co i like having people to talk to that's why i named this thing talk (laughs) i love it yes brayden you've always got a million and one things going on you have more energy than anyone i know Tell me what's happening in your life and your business currently. What's going on? Yeah, well, you know, Renee, people tell me that a lot. And I don't know if I necessarily have more energy than other people. I think it's, I have more time than other people sometimes. I, my mind is all over the place. So it probably seems like I'm all over the place. What's going on? Well, since the last time I've been on the podcast, I have pivoted my signature program. I now run a monthly membership called Profit RX, which is fabulous. Um, I drove to Oklahoma last month during peak gas prices to run an Ironman triathlon, and I'm currently <laughs> trying to qualify for the Boston Marathon. So really just like lots of new work projects and exercise is what I have going Wait, on over here. I didn't realize you drove to Oklahoma to do the Ironman. Yeah, I drove. I leased a brand new car, and uh, basically within three months, I've already done like my annual mileage on it. So I am planning on probably just buying it <laughs> when my lease is over. But yeah, it was a 20-hour drive there. Iron Man, 15 hours it took me to finish the Iron Man. And then I had to get up, I had to get up the next morning at like 5 a.m. to do a speaking engagement via Zoom and then drive back to <laughs> San Diego. <laughs> Only you would do that. That's yes. amazing. I mean, the Iron Man itself, I knew you were doing that. And I, I knew that you, I actually, you know, it's funny as I'm sitting here, I'm thinking, I guess I just assumed that you did it in San Diego. I didn't even consider that you weren't home to do that. How oh, yeah. They, they only have, uh, they only have about 12 race locations in the U.S., uh, so like Phoenix, Arizona, and Sacramento are the closest to here, probably. Interesting. 
do you like a road trip? Like, are you down for that kind of drive or were you, was it like torture for you? I do. I do. I actually love a road trip. Like in an ideal scenario, gas would have been like $3 less a gallon. And I would have had, <laughs> yeah. I would have had like an extra day or two on both ends to do the trip, but it wasn't terrible. I just listened to a lot of podcasts and audiobooks. You were by yourself? Yeah. Uh, part of me thinks that sounds like a dream, like just getting in the open road. I, I really, what's interesting about me is that I grew up in New York city and I never had a car until I moved to California and I love driving. Like I love, I love driving. I love a car. I love a car ride by myself. I don't mind it at all. Same. same. But I think if I were doing 15 hours. Yeah, I, I, I thought about um, I thought about inviting a friend to go with me. My husband was off the hook. OK, so long story short for all your listeners, I was supposed to do an Ironman in Sacramento last year, and it ended up being the same weekend that they had those like record setting storms go through northern California. And so my race got canceled on the day of. So then this was the rescheduled race. And I told my husband, I was like, I'm not going to make you request off work and like go to Tulsa, Oklahoma for this with me. Um, so that's when I decided that's to fair. drive. And because I had to take my bike with me, like no one else would have fit in the car because I had to like push my passenger seat up and all that kind of stuff. So it was okay, though. I had a good time. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Well, in between the Iron Manning and the car uh, rides on your own, um, you have also updated your book. Yes. How long did that take you? Why did you update it? Tell me all the things. First yeah. of all, tell us what the book is. For people who literally have never heard from you before, best PS, go listen to the other two episodes. But <laughs> talk us, talk about the book. Yeah. So first of all, just super brief intro to me. I am a small business attorney and tax professional. So my book, Swear Warning for Everyone, I don't know if they need those on your podcast, but my book title is Unfuck oh, Your Biz. No, we swear all the time around here. Oh, perfect. We love it. <laughs> my podcast is Unfuck Your Biz with Brayden. My book is titled Unfuck Your Biz a step-by-step -step, uh, framework to help you get your legal and tax shit legit. And we released it. It launched uh, in 2020, October 2020, so the year of COVID. And it's been going pretty good, but I just had some updates that I wanted to make. We had some changes in tax law. Uh, I had no longer, I'm no longer offering the program that that book was really written to promote. So I wanted to change mm -hmm. that. And then I had just, you know, some things that I have learned. Like Renee, I'm sure... Um, that you have to make some updates every once in a while to your courses. And if you had a book, like yes. if you, you probably could write a book on wedding management. I'm sure people would love I, that. I actually am writing a book on wedding management. Spoiler <laughs> alert. I, I actually haven't talked about it at all on the show, but it's something I've been working on for the last couple of months. Yeah. Nice. That's amazing. Well, imagine if you had written it in 2020, imagine the kind oh, of updates you'd probably want to do to it now in 2022. I can't believe the book is two years old already. Yeah. It's, uh, it doesn't feel that way. Time, time flies as you get older, I've learned. And uh, <laughs> it's true. Yeah, I've learned like not having summer break and like exam seasons is really like thrown off my schedule in adulthood. <laughs> I know someone was saying something about their kids being home to me today. Like, uh -huh. Uh -huh. oh, I have and I was like, why are they home from school? Like me, like lady, lady, no kids over here was like, why are they home? not at school? Like, <laughs> she's like, it's late June. I was like, yeah. Oh, oh, right. School. Summertime. Yeah. I, I, I try to, I try to put together a last minute, like an, kind of an impromptu surprise party for my husband's birthday this weekend. And all of his friends were like, Brayden, it's summer. We're like traveling for baseball tournaments with their kids. And I was like, oh, okay. All right. Like I don't like, yeah, that, that reality is not, not my own. I get that entirely about the book. We're going to stay on the book for a minute. Cause I'm, I'm also just anyone who's any one of my friends who's written a book. I'm like, tell me everything about writing this book. <laughs> but for someone who's new to you yeah. and who's like, maybe this book would be for me. Like what, what problems does this book help solve? Who is it for? What level of experience do you have to have to benefit from it? You have to have no experience. I feel like some people might think that they're like too experienced to need the book because they might say, well, I have a CPA, I have an attorney, I have this, I have that. Well, 
you can only imagine the kind of horror stories I get from people. Just this week, I am I'm helping someone who had an accountant who just like forgot to file their tax returns for the past two years. So you never know what's going to happen. And the book is really it's an educational resource. So one of the big mantras in the book, kind of the cornerstone is that at the end of the day, we all have to be the CEO of our own business, which usually also means being the CFO of our business. And even if we're outsourcing tasks, we have to know enough to know whether those tasks are being handled on time, and at least to some degree, whether they're being handled appropriately. So you don't have to know how to file a tax return, but you should know like when your tax return is due and uh, if you're massively overpaying on taxes. So I really teach people how taxes actually work, how we like how our taxes are calculated, which sounds, you know, pretty boring, but I, I do my best to make that interesting. It's very educational, I think. Well, yes, and I think it's very important as business owners that we, if we, if we're not someone who does this normally or instinctually or have been taught by our families, to take ownership of our money, and and it's coming, you know, it's comings and goings. Like this is a book that you need. I was recently listening to, and I think this is a book that you've referenced before to me. In fact, maybe it's on my Audible list because of you. It's Get Rich, Lucky Bitch. Uh huh. Yep. Hey, guess guess who I interviewed on my podcast yesterday, Renee? Did you interview Denise? Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> yep. I really love her. I feel like we're I feel like we're friends because yeah. she's been in my ears for the last couple of weeks. She's fabulous. But if you're not familiar with Get Rich Lucky Bitch, it's it's a book about money manifestation and Denise Duffield Duffield Thomas, am I saying that right? Uh-huh. You can yeah, she often Duffield goes by Thomas. Denise DT as well. That's right, Denise DT. Um talks a lot in the book about if you're someone who kind of grew up or or it just currently has a money mindset of like not looking at your money and not um, not knowing how much you have in the bank, not knowing how much you're going to owe in taxes. If you just live, if you exist in this place of not knowing, um, you're never going to be able to manifest more money for yourself because you just don't have the knowledge. And so when you say something like that about your book, I'm like, yes, we all need this knowledge. And that is how we grow as business people. And that is how, you know, we protect ourselves and also allow ourselves more room to thrive, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I call I call the book and a lot of the things that I teach, but especially the book has three parts. So part one, part two, part three. Part one, I call the like one week tax education we should have gotten in high school, like economics, probably personal finance, maybe maybe two weeks, probably like one to two weeks worth of material. But it's it's a good chunk of information that you're not going to be able to sit down and read about in an hour, but that's manageable enough to learn. And I think that all of us like as adults, particularly entrepreneurs should know. Yeah. Yeah, it's so important. And I like the book, too, because you can just keep it by, by your desk. And when you have that question that feels like you should know it or maybe you should google it or maybe you need to call your accountant like you could just pick up the book and look at the answer like it's right here for you yes that's why i like having the book it's like very handy you don't have to sit through a course or a video or a podcast it's literally like on demand yeah love 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 a good reference book i have probably about eight to ten books that i keep on the bookshelf right by my desk and i am really just uh, like selling them to people all the time is what i find but they're good references (laughs) for me as well and get rich is one of them One of the things I chatted about uh, with Denise is I told her that like when it comes to money and when it comes to most, we could probably apply this to everything in business in particular. There's the tactical, tangible, how do I do this side of things? Like, what do I do with my money? And then there's the mindset side. And it's two sides to one coin. And I was like, I don't really Mm -hmm. cover mindset. It probably wouldn't go great if I tried to. Denise is fabulous at that. But I would assume that like with wedding management, wedding planning, running a business of any kind, there's a lot of mindset and then there's a lot of how to. And I cover that. I cover the how to in the book. Yeah. And they're, I think they're equally as important. I know there's probably some people listening that are like, you know, rolling their eyes at the idea that mindset is just as important as the tactical stuff. But oh, I think yeah. you need both. You need both for sure. Yeah. And there's like, um, there's other people who just would 
meditate every single day and like not actually do anything. So I think it's it depends <laughs> right. on your, kind of your default, like default personality. And we all need to learn about whichever side is our blind spot for sure. Right. You can't meditate away your tax debt. <laughs> <laughs> no. I mean, I wish, but no, that's not a way that that works. That's yeah. not a way that that works. When does the new version of the book come out? So tentative at the time of recording this tentative launch date will be August 1st, but we're already taking pre-orders. So really the way it works just to show everyone full transparency is our books are print on demand and they're ordered through our website. You order one through our website, then my VA goes and actually places an order to have it shipped to your house. And so as of this morning, the first edition book was up on the website. And then uh, I took a little bit of time to change the order system from the first edition over to pre-orders of the second edition. So if you go ahead and pre-order the book, I'm going to email you if you pre-order the hardcover, I should say, um, I'm going to go ahead and email you a complimentary version of the first edition ebook while you wait, but they should be in uh, everyone's mailboxes by probably like mid-August. I'm going to put the link to that in our show notes, because if you don't have version one, you're absolutely going to need version two. Something else exciting that I know is happening for you, because we're friends, is that you are speaking on stage at Wedding MBA this year in Las Vegas. I sure am. Are you super excited about it? I am so excited for a number of reasons, but mostly because you know how much I love to have a captive audience of like a room full of people <laughs> who listen to me talk. I do. I do know you love that. I love that as well. I, I, I say this all the time and I mean this sincerely. Wedding NBA is probably my favorite week of the year. I love being in Vegas. I love seeing everyone. I love seeing my fellow educators. I love the parties. I love the educating. Like I'm in for all of it. Yeah. I gotta, I gotta be careful this year though, because last year and I know I talk a lot, but I spend most of my time, I spend most of my time by myself because unlike all of you wedding professionals, I'm not really meeting with clients. I don't get out of the house that much. So I'm not used to having to talk for extended periods of time, especially in loud environments. So last year I went to like two dinners and my voice was totally shot. And then I had to give a 10 minute stage talk and I was voice cracking all over the place and it was a wild ride. So I got to, I got to take it a little easy for my first night of wedding MBA this year and not go too hard in Vegas. I, I feel that uh, every year I end up losing my voice. Yeah. And last year, and like this year, uh, Amber and I will we'll end the week with Conference Confident, which is our um, like full day immersion workshop, like where you take what you've learned at Wedding MBA and like put it into your lives. And, you know, we had a great time doing it last year. Thankfully, it's in a small, a smaller space, as you know, since yes. you were there. So we don't have to project too much. But I remember at the end of that night, like at the end of Thursday, going back up to my room and thinking if an, if I have to talk to a single human person, like my throat's going to collapse. Like I can't do it. I ordered room service and like, like got into my pajamas at like 6 PM. <laughs> yeah. I drank, I drank hot tea at your conference confident event. Like, you did. Can you guess how often I, I drink hot tea? Like it's been, I'm going to guess like zero times. Yeah. I did. I did when I like studied abroad in Russia in college, just to like kind of feel the, like feel the fantasy of being there. Like I'm in a Russian novel, but that was probably the last, that was probably the last time. So yeah, I got to take, got to take it easier this year, but I am um, super excited to meet everybody. It's always like wild to me when I meet people in real life and they tell me they listen to my podcast and they know, know who I am. And I realize I'm not just like shouting into the void. So it is fun That's to right. like meet people for sure. <laughs> What, what might happen to you, which happened to me one year, the first, I think the first year after I started podcasting is that someone recognized me by my voice, which was very <laughs> amazing and also very strange. Yeah. Like they, I wasn't facing them and they heard me talk and tapped me on the shoulder. Are you Renee? I was like, um, yes. Yeah. People are going to, people are going to say, I hear a shrill gay voice. I must be a Brayden. <laughs> yeah. 
yeah, that's what's that's what's gonna happen. I'm I'm gonna have my husband with me this year, and it's probably gonna be yeah, it's probably gonna amazing. be very wild for him because I don't think he realizes that like people know who I am and that like I have that's like, right. I have followers, so it's gonna be yes. uh, interesting. That I think it'll be interesting <laughs> for him that people people like know me because I'm so used to going. My husband, my sweet husband, has won like three or four different awards this year. He was sworn in as a judge, so I went to his swearing in. So I'm constantly going to events where like everyone knows who he is. Oh, so this will be a nice little role reversal for you both. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. He's really, to I be know. honest, his uh, best friend is also going to Vegas, and they're just planning on drinking and shopping the whole time. So I don't know if he will make it to the convention center, but I'll, I'll probably make him go to my talk. Yeah, no. I, listen, my husband loves coming to my talks. He thinks it's really fun, but he also jokes that that's like the one week a year where he's like Renee's husband, as opposed to <laughs> stand-up comic Joe Dallow. You yeah. know, like like people know him as like, oh, you're Renee's husband, and he's like, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like no name, just Renee's husband. What is your topic? What are you speaking about? So my topic title uh, is "Crunch the Numbers: The New Six Figure Benchmark for Wedding Pros." So we're going to talk, it's going to be mostly about cash flow management, which is also chapter nine in my book. So if you guys, amazing, you can either like do your homework before the talk, or you can get the book while you're there. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, tips to increase profit and take home pay, some advanced tax strategies. And the kind of the big takeaway of this talk is that we all see, I mentioned gas prices earlier. We all see how expensive things are getting this year. And the reality is, is uh, we have a lot of just life expenses, but also business expenses and taxes we have to pay. Uh, I don't think $100,000, this like six figure threshold we like to talk about a lot is even enough to cut it if you want your business to fully sustain your lifestyle. And that's really what we're going to be talking about. Let, yeah, let's talk more about that just in a general sense for all of our podcasts and lives and educating because this for a while as I was coming up, everyone just talked about you got to hit six figures, you got to hit six figures. And so that was my goal, right? That was, a, I thought a very, you know, it was a big stretch goal at the beginning. And then I hit six figures. And I was like, is that all there is like that? I, I, okay, I mean, I live in Los Angeles, and I know it's crazy expensive here. But also like, Okay, I actually need like 300,000 though. <laughs> like yeah. if I really want to be putting money away for retirement and and savings and we want to buy a house, like we have other things that we're thinking of like 100,000 is I mean, I hate to say it, you guys, 100,000 is not not it. That's yeah. not it anymore. Not it. And I when I do talk about this topic, I try to be very cognizant of the fact that we all live in different markets where things cost different amounts yes. of money. We might all have different goals. For some people, you might be a full-time parent and a part-time business owners and like that is your end goal. Like you don't want to you don't necessarily need to grow past that. Other people don't necessarily want to go full-time in their business. So, it's all relative to your lifestyle and how much money you need, right? Just to give everyone kind of like the the quick and dirty version of this, I essentially tell people like typically about 20% of your gross revenue. So the total amount of money you make in your business is going to go towards taxes and about 30%. And that's assuming you're operating pretty profitably about 30% is going to go to your business expenses. So that only leaves you with 50%. So if you're making a hundred thousand, you're only left with 50. And I know for me, even San Diego, where I live being very expensive, like aside, like that's not going to be enough for me to pay my student loans and save for retirement and pay all my personal expenses. And when we're talking about loans, debt and retirement, like that puts this whole extra burden on our income that we're often not thinking about in the first few years of business. Agreed. Couldn't have said it better. I think, and I also think too, like if we're talking from, you know, a business marketing standpoint, all of the education and especially the because, you know, you and I, I think run in the same sort of online circles where you see these business coaches that are like, I can get you to six figures. Like it's a very, it seems like a sexy 
idea. Yeah. Right. And it's far less sexy to say, like, I can get you to four hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. Like that's kind of an in-between number for people. So I'm glad that you're talking about that on stage because I think that's the conversation that needs to happen. And also, you know, part of that is a big, like we said about Denise DT, you know, it's a big mindset piece of that idea that you are capable of making multiple six figures and that it's okay and it's safe to make that kind of money because you actually do you know, quote unquote, need it for things yeah. to make your life better, to sustain yourself, for to create generational wealth and so on and so forth. Yeah. And I think a lot of us, I think a lot of us also fall kind of into two different camps. There are the people who, you know, maybe you're starting out your business or you're just in a particular place where you think like six figures feels like big and bold and audacious and thinking about making more money than that. I, there's a lot of, you know, mindset blocks. It might feel like selfish. It might feel like too much. It might feel like it's going to make you work too much. And then there's the other side, which I'm assuming Renee would probably be you and I, but you can speak for yourself in a moment. There's those of us who are like, I want to have a seven figure business because seven figures sounds like a really cool number. And that's where I was for a while and knowing that it's going to take me some time to get there. But then I got real with myself and I sat down and I really looked at like, how much money do I actually need? And I have pretty big goals for myself. Like I want to pay off my student loans and my husband and I want to buy a vacation house at some point in time. He's older than me. So he's a little like further ahead on that goal. But I just sat down and looked at all these goals. And I determined that I probably need about $25,000 a month in take-home pay. So $25,000 yeah. a month in take-home pay, which is probably going to take me about forty dollars to $45,000 a month in gross revenue. And that is a lot of money, but it's a lot more tactical and tangible than saying I want to have a seven-figure business um, because that's like an arbitrary goal that's like, you know, not going to serve me super well. And so now I'm shooting for like a $650,000 business within the next three to four years, which is still ambitious, but it's like rooted in something concrete and I have an actionable plan to get there. Yeah, I love that. I, I agree with you. I think this, again, the seven figure business idea is sexy, but when I think about what I would need to do to take this, the businesses that I run and get it to seven figures is like, that requires a lot of people. Yeah. That requires a bigger team. And although my team has grown, you know, when I look at someone like, like your good friend, Amy Porterfield, um, <laughs> you know, Amy has like what, 20 people that work for her yeah, now? That's 21, a lot of people. 21 or 22, yeah. Yeah, that's a lot of people to manage. And I don't know if me right now, I don't know if I'd sign up for the seven figures knowing that then I'd be managing or not me managing, but someone has to manage 21 people. Yeah. That seems like a lot of people. That's, you know what? So I interviewed Amy recently on my podcast and I kind of wish, I kind of wish I'd like had the balls enough to ask her this question. You know, I probably would. I just had so many other things I wanted to ask her, but I'd be tempted to say, okay, would you give up 70% of your business revenue and maybe only cut your take-home pay by half. So let's say, to give everyone an example, let's just say, for example, you have a $10 million business and you're personally taking home a million dollars a year. Would you then decrease that to only taking home $700,000 a year in order to have like a fourth of the amount of employees, less responsibility and work less, right? And I think that's what it comes down to because as you, as you start to scale uh, that much and have like, you know, that many employees... This is all speculation, of course. I don't have. Yeah, I wonder. I mean, I, I guess now that you're, when you say it that way, like when you put it that way, it, it makes me say to myself, like, I actually am pretty proud that I get to pay people. Like, I really feel like it's, <laughs> maybe maybe I'm the odd one, but like when I pay my employees, like when I run payroll, I'm like, look at that. We did it. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like, look at, I'm paying people. That's amazing. Like, I get to influence other people's lives positively because I they work for me and I pay them. Like, it's great. So I, I guess I... 
Totally. I don't know. I, I wonder how she would feel about that. But I also wonder, too, if once you start building a team, it becomes sort of addictive to build that support around yourself. And then you also feel great about paying people. So maybe it is just I think it does. I think it does you become know? addictive. I feel like the one thing I would be worried about, though, is it's like it's like anything else. Like once you give a job, it's like hard to take a job away if you end up deciding you want to scale back. Right. But oh, for, for me, sure. For me, I'm, I feel like I'm getting to the point where I'm a little bit less stressed about being responsible, like hiring people. I don't have any employees yet, but it's with the new business that I haven't announced yet. So it's not public information, but we talked about it before we hit record. I know what it is, but I can't yeah, tell you. You know what it is. I'll tell everyone else and and coming up, but I'm going to be hiring people in that business. And it's a little scary, but as I scale, I am much more interested in like how I can make more money without having to work more myself. And if I can hire other people and compensate them well, I'm not talking about like paying people shit and skimming all the money off the top. I'm talking about- No, I hate that. Yeah, I'm no, talking about no, no. paying people well, but being good enough at marketing to bring in a substantial volume of business that then also is able to pay me well. Like win, win, win. That's what I'm interested in. Like my goal that I write down all the time is $30,000 a month without having to work more than four hours a day. And to some people, it might seem like a pipe dream, but it's something that I, you know, very carefully think about. No, I think that's wonderful. And I, and again, let goes back to the get rich, lucky bitch, like <laughs> manifest that, like you have to sort of make, you have to think about what you want exactly, get clear on it, make a plan, manifest it, work toward it. There you go. Yes. Um, speaking of hiring people, we recently um, got our cleaning crew back in because uh, during the pandemic, of course, we didn't have anyone. And then our cleaning person sort of moved away. And then of course, I was really worried about having someone in the house. Yeah. And, and then it just got to a, a fever pitch point where I was like, okay, this house is a disaster and neither one of us have any interest in cleaning it. Uh, I mean, you know, we were cleaning it, but we weren't like professionally cleaning our no. house. Yeah. I don't really want to think we weren't like living in squalor. It was just, it had, for me, it had gotten to the place where I was like, okay, enough is enough. And so I got a referral from a friend and they came this week and I I was journaling about like how great it felt to one to pay someone right to pay someone to do this like it felt very great to be like here's your money mm -hmm. thank you so much for this kind great work but then it also felt so freeing because just in the and they came on uh, monday and the, this is now thursday just in these last few days of the amount of housework that i have not had to do because it's done i've gotten so much more done yeah in my for my for my personal self for my businesses and i thought oh I like, it's like a nice reminder to myself that like, this is why we do things. This is why we have help, yes. right? To, uh, to to allow yourself to really uh, invest in the places and, and things in your business that need your specific attention. Have you, have you read Denise's book, Chillpreneur? No, but I'm going to read it next. Well, I'm going to listen to it next. I have all these audible credits that I've okay. stacked up. And okay. So, so um, she's actually doing a second edition of her book and she retitled it. And the new version is going to be titled Chill and Prosper. Here I am. I'm on your podcast to sell my own book. And I'm also going to sell Denise's <laughs> new book. Why not? We'll put links to all this. Yeah, <laughs> we'll put, you can put your Amazon affiliate links in there for, there for Denise go. for sure. But that's she it. talks about one of her concepts is having a turnkey lifestyle. And that's what she talks about. Um, it was funny when I was recording with her, she actually had someone like interrupt, uh, not really interrupt the interview, but like come in the room to deliver her her lunch for the day. And she's like, this is something I started doing because I don't like to cook. Yeah, And I love yeah. that. Like we have a housekeeper come now once a month, but I would love like maybe two years from maybe next year, maybe two years from now to have someone come once a week and like take the trash out and do the laundry and do the dishes. And if I heard myself say that like three years ago, I feel like I would probably think I was being like stuck up, but you're right. It like feels now being in this position, like it feels nice to pay someone to do that. And also yeah. it allows me to get other things done. Cause if like, I'm like, if I'm not spending two hours doing this and I can update my book, record a podcast with Renee, do whatever that helps me make more money in my business. 
that's right. And then, and then it helps us pay more people and it keeps the economy going. Like, this is yeah. what it is. One of the things that I'm looking forward to doing this year, and I don't know exactly when I'm going to be able to do it, but I really do want to hire a personal assistant, not, not for a ton of hours every week, but I do want someone to come here and like, there are some things that like, I will put myself last if I don't yeah. consciously make a point to, to not do that. And so there are just things like that I don't need to be doing that a personal assistant would very much help with. And this is another thing that I, I thought about while listening to Denise's book is that like, I travel at least twice a month. Do you know how long it takes me to unpack my suitcase when I get home and do my laundry and put uh, everything away, Braden? Too long. Like, why am I doing that? Yeah. Why, even if it's an hour and a half and it's not, it's more like three hours. Why am I the one doing that? Three hours. Why? Well, because everything, because I'm, I'm me and everything has to go exactly back in the right place. Okay. But this is what I be... wonder, like, is this like a being type A thing or is this just like something I'm never going to understand as like a man? Cause my like packing is probably just way more lax or something. I think it's a type A thing. Okay. Got it. Got it. Got it. I think it might be, I think this is a me thing, but <laughs> when I think, but then what, here's the thing, here's what happens. If I don't have the time to unpack the bag, do the laundry, put everything away in like one you know, chunk of time, then I won't do it at all. And then the packed bag will sit there for sometimes days because I'm running to a client meeting or going to the flower mart or have a wedding. Like, is it going to get to, is it ever going to get to the point where it's productive for you to almost, almost like, I think this is what flight attendants do. They just have a travel bag that they never unpack. <laughs> I guess you'd have See, to then, at least to do the laundry. I would have to for dirty clothes. Yeah. So I just think that like at some point this year, it's going to be more productive for me to hire someone like five hours a week, 10 hours a week, maybe like one day a week to just come here and like get myself sorted so that I don't have to spend two hours going to the grocery store and the dry cleaner and unpacking my own suitcase. And I know this sounds so bougie as I'm saying it, but when I think about what my time is worth, yeah, I don't need to be the one picking up my own dry cleaning. Yeah. There you go. This we're so far off the topic of your book and wedding MBA, but I love that we just came on. I just love that we can chat and everyone. This is what our friendship is like. Just yeah, it's, it's fun though. Like at the end of the day, it's all topical because we're we're ta we're talking about money, we're talking about money Always. and goals and lifestyle. It's all, it's all comes full circle. What what day and time? Do you know what day and time you're speaking at wedding MBA yet? Because I want to make sure people can find you. Yeah, well, I'm sure. Vegas. Yeah, I'm sure it's somewhat tentative, but right now mm, they have me fair. confirmed for Tuesday at two o'clock. And we don't know what rooms we're going to be in yet, but it will be like a no. general audience room. I do know that. And you also have a booth at the expo. So if people want to come meet you, they can do that too. Yeah, I'm going to have a booth. Come hang out with me. I actually will have, while I would love everyone to buy a copy of the book now, we learned our lesson because last year I only took one copy and everyone kept asking us if they could buy it. So um, yeah. although I'm not supposed to swear that much at Wedding MBA, I will have a table <laughs> of about 100 books that have unfuck your biz on them, which I think will be fabulous. We're gonna make like a big. I think it will let people it. know who you are. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're gonna be. Yeah, you're people, not gonna put up a big. People already call me the unfuck your biz guy. So although it's not technically <laughs> say, my business name, I'm like it might as well. Are be you gonna have a big name. banner that says unfuck your biz behind your booth? <laughs> I should. I mean, feel like I should. I I really I feel, feel like, like this year. I feel like I need to do a, do a better job promoting my podcast. So this year we might do a uh, like a banner for the podcast. Yes, totally do that. Yeah. Tune in. Totally maybe it's like if you show, you know what, Renee, that would be a good, maybe uh, take this idea if you love it, but maybe we should do like a show us your phone and show us that you've subscribed and we'll like enter you into a drawing to win something. Oh, we did that last year because we gave away. So we always have these chapsticks that everyone loves. Hmm. And um, we, I think we ordered like 500 chapsticks or whatever, but um, 
last the year before i mean the year before the pandemic we ran out of them in like two hours and so this last year we were like okay we're giving them to subscribers so like show me that you listen and so it was really fun i mean my assistant christy was doing it but she was like oh yeah people a lot everyone who came up was like oh yeah i already subscribed and i was like sweet so we gave out i think i have like maybe 10 of them still because they're really good chapsticks y'all come to our booth and get a chapstick huh. um but yeah that's a cute little thing because then you can really know like who is actually listening and and like as Braden said earlier like this feels like we're talking into a void sometimes. So it's so lovely to know that people are actually, you know, listening yeah. and getting value from it. I won't steal the chapstick idea. I'll, ha I'll have to, we'll have to brain, we'll have to do some brainstorming <laughs> together for, for me. Well, I was going to say in this book that I'm working on, I mean, I have no idea if it's going to be possible, but my, my actual goal is to have it ready so that I can launch it at Wedding NBA. So you we'll should, see. you should. What a lot of, like, what a lot of other people aren't going to realize is like, I would love to give away copies of the book, but the reality is my book coach told me that I'm only her second client out of like 300 who absolutely insisted on having a hardcover book. So my printing costs between printing and shipping, it costs me about $19 per book. Yeah. So my profit yeah. margins are, are already pretty slim, you know? Um, so otherwise I would just be like handing out cop copies left, right, and center. I was like, give away. Right. Yeah. <laughs> no, I feel that. I feel that. Well, Brayden, as always, you're my favorite. Don't tell don't tell all my other guests, but I you're won't. my favorite. I, won't. I will link in the show notes where you can get the new version of Brayden's book. You will see Brayden along with me at Wedding MBA. We should ask to have our booths next to each other again. So I already picked my booth location, but if there's some spots, oh. yeah, if there's some spots around there, you could you could cozy up and hang out for sure. I'll I'll work it out. I'll get as close as I can to you so we can be loud together. Beautiful. Um lovely friends. Brayden, what else do you want? Anything else you want to say before we before we wrap? Not really. Go tune into the podcast, buy the book, do all the things. Uh, send me a message on Instagram. Uh, I don't want to give too many CTAs. That's already like four. So we'll, we'll <laughs> leave it there. What's your Instagram handle for those who are new to you? It's Brayden, B-R-A-D-E-N, Adam, like the biblical figure, and Drake, like the rapper. That's my full name. <laughs> He's just like the rapper, you guys. Yeah, just He's like exactly him. like Drake. Lovely, lovely listeners. Thank you so much for being with us today for our casual and fun chat with Brayden. Follow all the links in the show notes to get all the good stuff from Brayden. And we will see you next week. Same time, same place. Bye for now, friends. Thanks for listening to Talk with Renee Dallow. Dive into the show notes at reneedallow.com forward slash podcast. And connect with Renee at Talk with Renee Dallow on Instagram.